What's up, friend? And welcome to the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and this is Become a Relationship Badass, where I bring you powerful interviews, and sometimes it's just me talking about things, (laughs) all in service of helping you to create badass, intimate relationships in your life. I do believe that the quality of my relationships strongly affect the quality of my life, And so with that, I'm here to help as many people as I can create high quality, unbreakable, truly fulfilling relationships. Thanks for being here and let's get into the episode. Well, hey there, friend. (laughs) Thanks for coming to join me today. I'm feeling honored and blessed to have you here and feeling honored and blessed to be able to do my life's work from the comfort of my queendom, (laughs) as I call it. Um, Yeah, I'm looking outside and there's about six inches of snow. It's just a snowy day on the mountaintop and I'm thinking, man, am I blessed to be able to do my work right from here and not have to worry about getting in the car and driving down those slippery roads. Yeah, just feeling blessed. So thank you. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. I fucking love you. Um, If you're new, hi there. (laughs) It's such an awesome privilege to have you. Um, You've stumbled upon my podcast perhaps because... You want to create more fulfilling, beautiful, reciprocal relations and relationships in your life. Um, maybe you're seeking clarity and love, um, joy, challenge, introspection, fear, all that good juicy stuff I talk about in this podcast. Um, yeah, I'm Nikki Sunshine. I'm not sure if I've introduced myself today yet. I sometimes I'm here alone and sometimes I bring on epic guests to share in delightful, powerful conversations with me. So if it's your first time here, welcome aboard. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode. And yeah, today we're we're talking about conflict, you guys. Uh, we're talking about what I like to call kind conflict. And so this episode was inspired by a recent conflict I had with my best friend, actually. Um, me and her got into a bit of a conflict and really the whole experience was so amazing because her and I both are, are deeply devoted to our personal work, our growth, and we practice this stuff a lot. Um, this stuff, meaning how to find clarity within ourselves, how to communicate what's in ourselves in a way that other people can understand, um, just relationships in general, conflict, all of these things. And so it was really a beautiful experience of what it looks like when two resource people get in conflict. Um, I think she looked at the time and we went from conflict to resolution in 25 minutes over text message. <laughs> it was it was fucking badass, y'all. And, and um, I will say I do prefer to do conflict over the phone or in person. And she was at work. And so we were working with what we had. Um, and it just, we resolved it so beautifully and reciprocally and both of us shared that we felt seen and heard and cared for during the conflict. And man, I just, I'm so excited to dig into this episode because this is, to me, such a big piece of relationship. Conflict, as I see it, is inevitable in this lifetime. Um, we're all so beautifully unique with our own values and ideas and creative thoughts and, and plans. And when we choose to come into relationship with another some of those thoughts, ideas, plans, and beliefs are likely going to get challenged because now we're trying to mesh our thoughts. I'm trying to mesh my thoughts, ideas, and beliefs with your thoughts, ideas, and beliefs, and they aren't exactly the same, which is beautiful, right? Because we're all so individually beautiful and it's fucking challenging. (laughs) It is not easy um, to do conflict, I'd say for most of us, until you learn how, and then it's not so bad. So today we're going to go into kind conflict. 
Um, yeah, before I dive right into the episode, I just want to say a few um, shout outs and requests. So first of all, shout out to Amelia, Noel, and Carter for leaving me reviews on iTunes. <laughs> Noel, Carter, Amelia, thank you. You are deeply appreciated. You guys are badasses and I'm so grateful that you are feeling served from this podcast. Now, if you're out there and you, you're also getting served from this podcast, you're like, man, I get so much out of this podcast. How could I ever possibly thank Nikki? <laughs> well, one really easy way to thank me is to just scroll to the bottom of your screen if you're listening to this podcast on Apple right now. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you can leave me a rating, which is just clicking a number of stars, one through five. And if you have a few more minutes, you could leave me a review where you actually write out a little blurb about your experience with the podcast. This is so incredibly helpful to me, you guys. Um, as I'm growing this podcast, I just want to get these messages out to so many beautiful humans. And the more reviews and ratings I have, um, the more likely my podcast is to show up if someone were to search, say, the word relationships. So again, hugely helpful in just getting the good word out and serving more people with this podcast. So that's one way you can, you can uh, let me know you're, you're getting something out of it. Another way, one of my favorite ways, is you can hop over to Instagram. I am always on the gram. <laughs> so you can uh, screenshot this episode, screenshot you listening to this episode, and then throw it on your story or as a post and tag me in that post or story, at Relationship Badass. This is almost as helpful as leaving me a review or rating because Instagram is such a... Um, popular media platform right now and so when you share it I can share it and then people see oh what's this someone's listening to the podcast and then they might go check it out so again hugely helpful for me if you do that um, additionally you can just reach out to me in a private message you don't have to make it a public thing and you can just say hey thanks for your podcast it's been really helpful this is how it's been helpful I was able to work through this because of this episode whatever it is um, I those those messages just warm my heart and put a fire under my soul and reaffirm and validate the fact that I am doing my life's work and, and on my um, on my mission on this planet, which is to help every individual find so much love right in front of them. In the person that's standing right in front of them, in themselves, in the heart and soul and body they were given in your current home, in your current job, whatever your current circumstances are, I know for a fact that there's love there. So that's my mission on this planet. And I hope I'm helping you find that. <laughs> okay, and yeah, um, one final announcement. Yesterday, my four-week program began, Unfuck Your Relationship, Tips, Tools, and Coaching to Uplevel Your Partnership. Myself and my colleague Matt Ford, who I interviewed in episode 10, are doing this program together. Enrollment is officially closed as we have started. And wow, I just, <laughs> after our first session yesterday, my heart just feels so fucking full. And based on the feedback we got from participants, I can just, I just know and feel that this course is not only going to serve the handful of brave and beautiful badasses I have in there right now, but so many hundreds of thousands of people to come. I can just, <clears throat> I can feel it. I'm so excited. So um, I already know we're going to have another launch. I don't know exactly when. It will likely happen after summertime. Um, but just keep that in mind if you're thinking, oh, I was kind of curious. I never really, you know, I didn't quite get around to it, but I wonder if she'll be offering that again. Um, the answer is we will. And I'm not quite sure when yet. And if this is you and you're like, man, I want to get in on that program, um, shoot me a message and let me know. You know, if we if we feel more momentum, uh, we'll, we'll open up the next program earlier. Um, if not, I'm, I will likely wait till after summer because I'm, I'm kind of a summer traveling gypsy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that. Okay. I think that's all I have for announcements today, you guys. Um, with that said, 
Let's go ahead and dive into our episode 14 on Kind Conflict. Kind Conflict. This is my new term. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I'm going to call conflict from in my life Kind Conflict from now on. And what kind conflict is, is the type of conflict I'm going to talk to you about over the next 30 to 40 minutes. So I'm talking about conflict today because it's just so important as I see it. Um, If you're in relationship with anyone, it is likely you are going to experience conflict at some point. So the way I see it, like, why not buckle up and learn this stuff? so that I can navigate conflict with grace and compassion and confidence rather than every time a conflict comes up, I don't know what to do, I run away, I shut down, I get mean, I get triggered. That's kind of my old pattern with conflict, just sort of like, oh shit, here we go. Uh, Okay, we're fighting now, fuck. Uh, Just totally unresourced, not knowing what to do, not being very aware of the other person and... Um, you know, typically those conflicts didn't go very well. And so, as I believe I mentioned in that, in the intro for today's episode, I recently had a conflict with my best friend, Noelle. She's in episode four and five, I believe. I interviewed her around sexual communication. But yeah, we got into a bit of a conflict. Um, We shared a phone call in the morning and then some text messages were exchanged in the afternoon and... You know, all of a sudden, as it seems to go right, I'm like, wait, we're in conflict. Holy shit. We both had an opinion and the opinions weren't the same and they were rubbing up against each other. And it was kind of one of those conversations where we were we were both going back and forth trying to explain ourselves, right? Like, like, isn't that how conflict goes? I just want you to hear me. Do you get my side, though? Um, and, and in the beginning, it's like none of us were, were really hearing the other because we were both so focused on like, but wait, here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. And so I really think this is how a lot of conflicts go. Um, it's quite interesting just based on my own observations in life of my own life and conflicts and those around me experiencing conflicts. It's like oftentimes what I see is actually being fought for is the experience of being heard and seen by the other. So let's say that two, let's, okay, I'm gonna just quickly outline like a a classic example of a conflict. Um, And then we're gonna use, I'm gonna use that example throughout this whole episode just to give you guys some context. So um, let's say that my partner really values time with his friends okay so I you guys most of you know my partner's name is Warren the love of my life I'm absolutely just so in love with him we've been together almost two years and um so yeah let's say Warren one of his big values is time with his friends and for him to feel in his own skin and good in his in his world he needs at least two nights a week to go out and be with his buddies and have some guy guy time okay and let's say, so that's that's a value of his. That's really important for him. Maybe for me, that's just not as important. I just started my business. Social time isn't so important for me right now. So I'm spending most of my nights at home recording podcasts and writing blog posts and creating epic content for my amazing tribe. <laughs> so this is the dynamic. So let's say he goes out one night after work with friends and, you know, he's he's been gone for what I perceive to be a long time. So I start texting him like, hey, hey, where are you? Are you coming home? What's up? He's just out trying to have a good time, right? He's not trying to think about the house and the laundry and all the things that need to be done. He's just trying to unwind, have some beers, talk about sports with the guys. So for him, getting these texts about, hey, hey, when are you going to be home? We have some things to you know work through. We need, we need to do these things. That's probably a little annoying for him maybe. You know, he's like, I'm just trying to relax. Can we talk about this when I get home? And so I'm sending him messages and calling him throughout the night. And he's receiving these messages, but he's not answering because he's trying to honor his time with his friends. But he is starting to get annoyed. 
right? So even though we haven't conversed this evening, he's already got a little bit of resentment because he's like, oh my God, my woman will not stop hitting me up. Jesus Christ, you know? Um, I'm sorry if I offended anyone by saying Jesus Christ just there. I'll try not to do that. <laughs> um, I don't mean to. You guys know I have a very uncensored vocabulary. So now he gets home, you know, it's late. I'm frustrated because I've been messaging, getting no response. He's frustrated because he's been feeling, you know, intruded upon and, um, you know, poked at while he's trying to have time with the guys. So he gets home and there's already tension in the air, right? So he walks in and I say, geez, another late night with the guys. And then now he picks up on that tone I just used and he says, I told you I was going out. What's the problem? And now I've picked up on his tone. Okay. And so I think, I don't even think I need to go much further than that because I, I'm projecting that you guys can imagine how this goes. It's like, well, geez. Okay. So your friends are always a priority, but you never have time for me. I do make time for you. I told you Tuesdays and Thursdays are my nights out with the guys and on fourth we go. Right. And so now we have a big argument happening. So this is the, the argument I'm going to reference, this kind of classic example. I'd say something I see a lot in my work um, throughout the episode, okay? <clears throat> so here we have two people. On the surface, it looks like they're arguing about the fact that one partner was out late and the other partner wanted him to be home earlier. That's what it looks like on the surface. If you ask me what I think they're arguing about, I think that he, in this example, is arguing to have her understand how important this relaxed time with the guys is for him. And she is trying to argue so that he can understand how undervalued she feels when he spends multiple nights out with the guys, but maybe the couple hasn't set any nights aside this week for just the two of them. So do you see what I'm trying to kind of outline here? There's this, there's this, you know, obvious what it appears, what the argument appears to be on the surface. But in most cases, how I see it, couples are, or people in general, it doesn't even have to be a couple. Two people in conflict are, are really just arguing to be heard and understood in their position. So if you, so now you're thinking about this, hmm, yeah, maybe I actually see that. So if you agree with this, for me, this has been a really helpful stance to adapt and just understand as a context of conflict. And so if, if me and my partner, me and a friend get in an argument, once I get to that place of, okay, I'm resourced enough to start looking at this with awareness and introspection, um, I might think, hmm, maybe this person just wants me to understand their world and be like, yes, okay, I get it. What you're saying makes sense. I want to honor you there. And maybe they're not even upset about the little snag we had today. Right? So to go back to our example of the couple, I think if the man in this example could feel just totally understood in the fact that he needs these two nights a week so that he can feel okay because it helps him to get away from the duties and responsibilities of being a, a husband and a, and a father maybe or whatever it is, a provider. Um, if he could, if the woman would understand that and then say, okay, I get it now and I'm ready to make agreements so that we can honor that for you. I don't think he would actually really care anymore about the few texts he got that night that were annoying. I think those, those little, the little snag from today would just fall to the side. And I see the same with the woman in this scenario. If she could, if her man could understand, okay, I want to support you in having time with your friends, but when you don't make time for me also, I start to feel neglected, abandoned, and unimportant. If he could understand that and say, okay, I get it. You, you don't need me to stop hanging out with my friends. You just need me to also make our intimate time with you a priority. Okay, let's let's construct some agreements to make that a, that a piece of our relationship. I think she would be able to get over and move on from the fact that he hadn't responded to her text that night. So there's almost always something bigger underneath what 
the fight appears to be about, in my experience. A teacher of mine once shared what I'm about to share with you with me. It has stuck with me for years. I, I, man, I regret to say I can't remember who taught me this. Um, I've shared it with so many people and I, I just don't remember who taught me this, but it's been so powerful to me. He once, he or she once said to me, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? And, and that to me is just like, wow, wow. Right. Because do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? So let's go back to our example with the couple where the, the male partner was out late and the, and the woman partner was feeling, you know, um, upset about that. You, these two people could spend all night fighting about who was right. No, I did send you six text messages and you didn't answer. No, you didn't send those till after 11, right? We could spend all day and all night and all tomorrow and all of next week arguing about the little details of who was right. What time was that message actually sent? How many times did I actually call you? Did I tell you I'd be going out with the guys today or not? These are all little details that we could argue about all day. But honestly, what does it really mean? Just go with me here for a moment. Take a moment. Take a few breaths. Just envision yourself in a conflict with your partner. Let's, for simplicity's sake, you can use the example I'm using in this episode. Or you can just pick a a common conflict that you've experienced with your partner or a past partner if you're single. Now imagine, like... You're arguing, you're arguing, you're going all day and, and, and you in this experience are just trying to be right about a single detail. So if you're going with my example, let's say you just want to be right on the fact that he didn't tell you this morning that he was going to go out with his friends. So you guys spend all night going at it back and forth. You're yelling, then you're crying, then you're taking a break, then you're coming back and it's just, it feels repetitive. You're kind of going in circles and it's frigidy and now it's three, four in the morning and you both know you're going to be tired for work and now there's extra stress. And then all of a sudden the next day at 7.30 in the morning, you guys have been arguing all through the night. Your partner turns to you and says, you know what? You're right. I didn't tell you that I was going to go out with my buddies that night. I forgot to tell you. My bad. I'm sorry. Now, you just spent eight, nine, ten stressful hours exchanging sleep for arguing, going in circles, building tension, and now you're right. How's it feel? Does it feel to you in this moment like you got what you wanted? Does it feel like you and your partner made any growth or progress around the issue? You're right. I forgot to tell you. Okay. Well, shit. Now we actually have to figure out agreements and resolution for this problem so it doesn't happen again. And we just spent 10 hours arguing about who's right. Are you seeing what I'm trying to demonstrate to you guys? Um, I've learned through my own experience. It's like, cool, I'm right. Now what? It's not to me arguing to be right about a little detail or fact isn't actually productive. It doesn't actually get me what I want because if I'm if I'm the woman in this scenario, what I really want is for my man to acknowledge the fact that, you know, I would like more intimate time together and then for us to create agreements or a plan to make that happen. If we just spent nine hours arguing and he just said, you're right. All I see is, oh, we've actually made zero steps towards my actual goals and what I want. But I'm right. And now I actually almost feel like an asshole for being right. You know what I mean? Like, cool, 10 hours later, none of us have slept. I'm right. It doesn't feel so good anymore, right? <laughs> so it's like, what's the goal of this conflict? I think this is a really powerful question you could um, ask your, your partner, whoever you're about to be in conflict with, is like, what's the goal of this conflict? And I think 
this is kind of like setting context, right? I talked about this in episode eight or nine, part of my Rockstar Communication series. Um, but if you guys can agree on a goal and then together hold that goal, like literally put it in your hand and set it right here next to the two of you as you go into this conflict. And then you can even make an agreement around that. So, hey, what's our goal here? Let's go back to our example. Um, so let's say these two come together and they're like, they're, they're really resourced and they're about to do conflict, right? So they say, okay, what's our goal in this conflict? I think our goal is to understand one another's um, frustrations and then to create agreements so that both of our unmet needs are getting met in a way that works for both of us. Does that work for you, partner? Yeah, okay, that sounds good. That's a good goal. And so then you can move forward and say, okay, partner, friend, boss, whoever I'm about to go into conflict with, do I have your permission to kind of hold this goal right here next to us? And if I notice us getting off track and going down rabbit holes and looping in circles, I might just call a timeout and remind us of what our goal is so that we can get back on track. Does that work for you? For me, this is, I mean, in its simplest form, it's a way to make arguing more efficient, right? Because when we're triggered and flustered and emotion and not resourced, it's really easy to like say things that don't make sense and go in circles and not really stay on task. So to be clear, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you if you do that. Congrats, if you do that, you're human, <laughs> just like me. And getting a clear context and goal for the conflict before you go into it, and then even possibly making an agreement to make take timeouts if we get off track, I believe can be really, really powerful. So the goal of your conflict might be like I said, to maybe we just both need to feel seen and understood by one another. Um, maybe we need to make a new rule or agreement here. Maybe we have a legitimate problem and we need a constructive solution. Um, maybe the goal is just to be right. You know, I can think of extreme circumstances, not even extreme necessarily, but maybe where one partner, you know, has... has um, pushed a lot under the rug or, or some kind of situation arises where maybe one person just needs the experience of, I actually just need to talk for like 20 minutes and I need you to validate all my feelings because they haven't been validated in years or something, you know? Um, so maybe the goal is just to be right. So, but again, if you're going to make a goal, make sure you and the other person agree on it, right? <laughs> it doesn't really work if my goal for the conversation is to be right and his goal is to make a constructive solution um, we're not going to be able to come together very easily, I don't believe. Another piece I want to talk about with conflict is that it's actually okay to be compassionate and understanding and kind during conflict. For some of you, what I just said might sound like, what do you mean? Those are two opposites, conflict and kindness. I don't get it. And if that's what you're thinking, I totally understand. Um, I think a lot of us have been taught or just unconsciously absorbed the idea that conflict is violent and mean and nasty. And, you know, we see wars, big wars going on in the world and, and terrorism and and abuse and all these things and it gives this really dark um, um, nasty kind of twinge or twang to conflict and so the idea of being compassionate and kind during conflict might feel misaligned or like what do you mean how do I do those things at the same time so I totally hear you um, I actually feel you this was this was hard for me to kind of wrap my mind around and it's completely changed the game for me. So yesterday in this conflict me and Noelle were having, I actually shared just a snippet of our conversation on Instagram um, because it was so beautiful because here we are, we were in it and we were both, like I said, we were 
I was feeling so retracted and closed over here. She shared that she was too, and we were both trying to be heard. And then it was interesting because um, text messaging, right? We, we both sent a message almost at the same time. It was as if we were both typing at the same time. And both of them, so what happened for me is I just took a breath and was like, whoa, okay, I'm in it. I feel uncomfortable. I feel, you know, judgment towards this person who I love. Um, okay, I'm in conflict with them. And so then for me, it's like, how can I remember, like, for me personally, whenever I'm in conflict with someone, when any moment I can be resourced enough during that conflict, resourced enough meaning I can think clearly, I can feel my feet on the ground, I'm like, oh, I can actually step out of this for a moment and look in with perspective. Um, if I have those moments, I try to just remember love. Like, oh yeah, I fucking love this person who I'm arguing with. Let me not forget you know, the, the characteristics of love just because we're in conflict. It's like that, that phrase, love is patient, love is kind, love does not boast. You know, it gives, it shares, all those things. And then it's like for some of us, we go into conflict and it's like, you're an asshole, you're a piece of shit, I hate you, fuck you, I'm leaving, all this stuff. And, you know, like I'm talking about myself too because this is how I used to do conflict. And in my head, it was just like, well, yeah, we're fighting. It's going to be, you know, explosive and nasty and it's true, sometimes that happens because if you've listened to episode two, you know about triggers in the nervous system and sometimes we just don't have control. And there's a lot to be learned around conflict. And so, yeah, basically what happened yesterday with Noelle is all of a sudden we both, we both must have at the same moment taken a breath and thought, damn, I fucking love this person. And even though we're still in it, I just want to send them a message of love. And so we both did that in our own ways. And it was like, man, this feels so, my message was something like, man, this feels so uncomfortable. And I know we're in it. I can feel it in my chest. It's constricted. And ugh, it feels so yucky to be in conflict with you because I love you. And it's okay. And I know that we're both resourced enough to get through this. And what's really beautiful about this is that there's so much safety in our friendship. I don't feel any threat to the relationship. I think that's what I shared. It was something like that. And um, so, yeah, we just had this moment of recognition in the midst of conflict. Literally, she said something really sweet that I can't quite remember hers as well. And then we both said, oh, my God, I fucking love you so much, dude. Thank you for being who you are. We had these messages, just shared moment of, oh, I love you. I appreciate you. And then we went back to our conflict. <laughs> Like it was like, okay, cool. Yep, there's still love here. You mean so much to me. Word. Now back to this issue. Here's how I'm feeling. And so it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, dude, what are we doing? Why are we fighting? I fucking love you. Come here. Fuck this. Right? It wasn't that because to me that, what's missing with that is where's the resolve? Where's the resolution? We never repaired the argument. You know, and I've also been in that case where it's like, just fighting and fighting and fighting. And it's like, come on, we love each other. This is silly. Let's stop. Let's, you know, and so we, we move on. And, um, but the, the issue itself actually never gets addressed. And so in my experience, that issue will come up again. So what I really like about what Noelle and I did yesterday is we did have that moment of, dude, I love you. I care about you. That has not changed. And then we went back into the conflict so that we could reach resolution. Um, it was really beautiful. So ways you can try and feel compassion while you're in conflict, which I know is really fucking hard, um, especially depending on how triggered you are and how hurt each party feels by whatever you know took place or went down. Um, this is going to be harder and easier in different cases. And something you can try and do is like try to understand the other person's perspective and again, you can, and I'm actually going to go into this more, but you can understand someone else's perspective without saying like, you're right, I'm wrong, I suck, what was I thinking? Um, you, can, you can actually understand someone's position or experience and disagree with them at the same time. It's really beautiful. Um, I think a lot of people hesitate to understand the other person's experience in conflict because in their mind that means that they've thrown up the flag 
given up, you know, you know, mercy, um, you're right. I agree with you now because I understand your experience. So I want to take this moment just to separate those two things. Um, agreeing with someone's opinion and understanding and having compassion for someone's experience are two separate things in my world. So that's really neat because let's say you're in conflict and you get one of those moments and you're kind of taking a breath and you're like, okay, man, I'm really annoyed with this person right now and I'm really frustrated with what, what just happened. And I wonder if I could even have a glimmer of understanding of what they're going through. So I'm going to go back to the example I'm using. Um, I'm the woman. I've been waiting home. My partner just got home. I'm frustrated. He didn't answer any of my calls. Now we're in it. We're arguing. If I can be resourced enough in a moment to stop and think, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. It is true that I'm hurt by the fact that I don't feel like a priority to my partner right now. And it's true that he didn't answer my calls and texts. And that, um, when that happened, I felt, you know, insecure and, and flustered and, and vulnerable. Um, that's all true. And can I possibly understand why he might feel kind of annoyed if his phone is blowing up all night when he specifically asked for time, you know, away from the house, away from me to be with the guys. Can I understand that? Can I hold that understanding in one hand and then hold my hurt and pain in the other hand? And can they both be true at the same time? I found this to be very powerful in conflict. And here's the reason. If I'm coming into conflict and I'm only seeing through my lens of perspective, so all I see is that you hung out with the guys again, you barely hang out with me, then you ignored me, so now I've created a story that you don't care about me, you want to break up, blah, 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 right? I have a million stories. So that's one lens I can see through. And that lens, just try that on for a sec. Um, whew, yeah, um, just feeling into that I like my body's constricting my toes and fingers are cr like crumbling in like little claws and um, I'm crouching down my chest is closing up my heart is closing up so it's a very heart closed position now if I can come into the conflict with the energy of all of that perfectly valid hurt and pain that I felt and thinking okay and I see how he feels frustrated because my actions contributed to his hurt and pain. You know, maybe he's feeling flustered, trapped, unable to get a moment away, like he's got a lot of blame and expectation on him. So now I'm, I'm feeling into that. It's like, okay, here's my pain and hurt, very valid, very true. Here's his pain and hurt, very valid, very true. Wow. Personally, right now, as I'm doing this, just as an exercise, I've just lifted my head. My chest has opened up. My hands are literally open to the skies. And I just took this big releasing breath. The feeling is, is open, um, free, heart open, right? Um, do you feel that? So that right there is why it's like, wow, if I can find the resource in myself to hold a little bit of compassion for this person I'm in conflict with whilst holding my own hurt and pain that is perfectly valid, I can enter the conflict from a more heart-centered, heart-open place. And typically in my personal experience, um, if I can enter conflict from that type of place, it goes much more smoothly, much more kindly, much more efficiently, and ultimately me and the other person both get what we want. Both of us. Which is amazing. <laughs> right? Because I'm not, what I'm not trying to tell you to do is put your needs and desires under the rug so they can be compassionate for the other person. That's not what I'm telling you to do. So if that's what you're hearing, I just want you to take note of that. Um, that's interesting feedback, right? If that's what you heard. And hear me now saying that's not what I'm telling you or suggesting you do. Um, rather, I'm suggesting that you hold both. So it's not 
hold all your pain and fuck the other person. It's not hold all this compassion and understanding for the other person and screw your desires and needs. It's can I just hold both? They're both so valid. Um, yeah, so that's that's um, where compassion comes into play here. Um, another big piece of conflict that I think is so important and worth mentioning is taking ownership. So again, I'm going to reference my real life conflict with my girl Noelle last night or yesterday. Um, this happened. She at one point... Again, we're in the midst of this conflict, you know, two people disagreeing and it's uncomfortable and it's tense. And then she sent some message where she said something like, also, I just want to own that this feeling is most likely connected to my own childhood trauma. So I just want to own that. Some of this is mine, basically, is what she said. And so, wow, right? Like for me, being in conflict with someone who just stops and says, by the way, I just want to own, I know some of this is my own shit. I know some of this is my past traumas and, and stuff. And so I just want you to know, I know this isn't all you. For me, receiving that felt so fucking good because it felt like, okay, word. Look at her. She's literally owning that she has something to do with her own reaction right now. I don't feel blamed. I don't feel like, by the way, this is your fault. I feel this way. She's literally saying, yeah, some of what we just went through is triggering this. And I know part of this has a lot to do with my past, right? Um, so just being able to own your partner dynamic, it's the same with compassion. Like the, in the way that I talked about it, where like, if you can just insert in the midst of the conflict, just say, hey, time out. I, I honestly just want to own something just came up for me I'm realizing this whole dynamic is super familiar and I, I already know it has a lot to do with my past so I just want to own that another thing you could own is like hey time out um I actually just want to own that I called you names before uh we've made agreements that we weren't going to do that and I still did it and that sucks and I'm sorry for doing that um you know I didn't want to and I had a really unresourced moment so I'm going to try harder not to do that in the future. And then you can go back to the conflict. So just being able to own your part, whatever it is. Maybe it's a projection like um, Noelle described. Maybe it's you went back on an agreement. Maybe you just did something in the midst of an argument that feels out of integrity for you. Have you ever done that? Raise your virtual hand if you have. <laughs> you know my virtual hand's up. Um, who's been in the experience where you're in an argument, you're really triggered, you're fighting, you're yelling maybe, and you say or do something that is totally out of character for adult resource to you, right? Like if you weren't fighting and triggered, normally you'd be like, that's not something I would do because that feels out of character for me. However, in this flustered state, you went ahead and did that thing. So if that happens, you can just own it. And I really think ownership in conflict, when one person can own something they did, some part of this dynamic, whatever it is, the other person can relax a little bit. And so if two people are in conflict and we're going back and forth, you know, over the, the space of a couple hours and every few minutes, each of us is just taking a turn to time out and say, you know what, I actually just want to own something right now that just came up for me. I want to own my part. Here it is. Um... Little by little, we're each relaxing a little bit. Ah, oh, thank you for owning it. Yes, okay. Mm. And we're both relaxing a little bit. So by the time you get towards the end of the conflict, we're both a lot more relaxed, open, and understanding than we would be if the whole time we're just getting blamed and attacked, right? Or feeling blamed and attacked. So to go back to the example of this episode, I'm the woman. The man has just come in. We are arguing. I'm upset. He's upset. Why didn't you answer my messages? Couldn't you tell I was anxious and worried about you? I didn't answer your messages because I told you that, you know, I was going out with the buddies and I wanted to be present and connected with them and I didn't want to be checking my phone all night. So let's say this is the argument. Now let's say as the woman, right when he said that, I realized, oh, I did do that thing. You know, he told me he was going out and asked for space and then I totally fucking violated it because I called and messaged him all night. So then I could just say, oh, 
you know what? Right as you said that, I realized how I how I did violate your request there. You asked for space, and then I violated that request by blowing up your phone all night. I just want to own that I did that. I'm sorry I did that. That was shitty. Um, and yeah, I realized that probably didn't feel very good for you. So I just want to own that. And then he might, oh, he might say something like, oh, okay, thank you for owning that. And now can you already hear in my little dorky demonstration how each person has relaxed a little bit? Because it's like instead of having our swords and shields up, up for battle, it's like for just a second we put them down and said, actually, I want to take a step closer to you. I'm human too. Here's how I messed up. Actually, what I just said just popped a thought into my head. Um, this is this is what it is, you guys. In conflict, like nobody likes being told by someone else, here's all the ways you're wrong, here's all the ways you fucked up, here's all the ways you're not good enough, and you need to do better. Right? Like, did that feel good hearing from me just now? Rewind that, go back 30 seconds, and pretend I'm saying that to you, and just notice what happens in your body, in your shoulders, in your chest, in your face. Do you tense up? Do you open up? Do you feel light? Do you feel heavy? Um, what are the sensations? It's And so that's like, in my opinion, like the standard conflict, basically two people coming in. Here's all the ways you're wrong. Here's all the ways I'm right. And here's how you need to be better is like the underlying message. And so it's no wonder fighting conflict arguments are so difficult because both of us are are saying these extremely triggering and devaluing things to one another. And and even if you're not using harsh words or name calling, the, the message is there, right? The intention is there and you can feel it. Um, it's so easy to feel. So yeah, being able to take ownership and insert compassion into a, into a conflict really changes the entire intention. It's like, hey, I'm not here to make you wrong and make you feel bad. I'm here to feel heard, I also want you to feel heard, and then I'm here to find resolution to this really hard thing we've been working through. What do you say? So it's almost shifting the intention behind your conflict. Um, Very, very powerful. And so once more, I just wanna reiterate, you can own your part in the conflict, in the dynamic, whatever it is, without implying that you agree with the other's opinion and without implying that you're wrong, bad, not enough. You can just own your part and say, yeah, I messed up, I'm sorry, and that's what it is. And you don't have to say anything else, and you don't have to justify, right? It doesn't feel like, oh, I messed up, but that's because you didn't answer. You know, it's justifying often, when I see people trying to justify why they did something, typically just looks like blame. It's like, yes, I hurt you, but it's because you hurt me first. Yes, I violated an agreement, but it's because you violated an agreement first. You did that thing, and that's why I did that thing. And that doesn't really feel like ownership for the receiver. For me personally, if someone's like, hey, I want to own, you know, I definitely violated your boundaries, and you made them very clear, but I only did that because you abandoned me last week, and da 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 to me personally right now in this moment, like that does not feel like ownership. I'm like, cool, thanks. You're just blaming me more. So it's really important to know when you own. Don't justify. Just own what you did. You don't need to explain it. And then just know that doesn't mean that you're agreeing with their opinion or calling yourself wrong. Um, it's just owning what, like owning your actions, owning your experience, owning your feelings. Right? You can do the same thing with feelings. You can, in the middle of an argument, let's say, um, your partner, you're in an argument and he or she says something that triggers you, you could literally call a timeout and say, whoa, I just want to own that for some reason, right when you said that, my whole chest constricted and I started having really nasty thoughts about you. I just want to own that. That's what happened. Again, I'm not justifying. I'm not saying I had really nasty thoughts about you because they're true. I'm just saying, yeah, that just happened. Whoa. Like, what's up with that, you know? Again, curiosity, if you listen to episode like 11 or 12, I think it is. Um, Curiosity, right? It's the antidote to judgment. So um, inserting curiosity into your conflicts, like 
wow, why did I just react that way? What just happened for me? Or, wow, what just happened for you? You look really upset. And I didn't even think what I said just was a big deal. So now I'm curious, right? Hey, can we time out for a sec? I just noticed your eyes got really big and you started breathing heavy. Are you okay? Okay, you're okay. Um, can I ask what just happened for you? You know, and then start to get curious. You can kind of tease apart. What was it from what I just said that really triggered you there? I, I, I really want to know. And so you can already kind of feel, you know, this is an example of conflict. What difference conflict, the different form conflict can take and the different energy that conflict can have when you're inserting compassion, curiosity, taking ownership, all those sorts of amazing things. So, yes, um, a few final notes about conflict. Um, I've mentioned it a few times before, and I've mentioned it in my... Uh, what is it? My responsible speaking episode eight, I believe. But um, interrupting, right? Or I'm sorry, that's my um, attuned listening episode, episode nine. Uh, interrupting in conflict. I think it's great. And given now, I will say conflict, typically tensions are high, energy is, is fragile. So you do need to like kind of read the room and possibly even make agreements around this with your partner or whoever you're in conflict with. And being able to interrupt just briefly and quickly. Hey, hold up. Can we just have a timeout? I just want to own something that just came up for me. Um, interruptions can be really great for inserting those little bits of ownership, compassion, love, connection, whatever it is. So I encourage um, interrupting in conflict as long as you can do it with grace and love and that um, the other person's on board. You know, it doesn't work for everyone. Um, another note on conflict is just doing your best to stay resourced throughout the whole thing. So for me, what this looks like often is basically saying, time out, I need to take a few breaths. For some people, it might be walking out of the room for a set amount of time, 5, 10, 20 minutes. Um, for someone, it might just be closing their eyes and going inward. And what I mean by this is if you start to notice you're really unresourced. So I start to notice I'm unresourced when my thoughts aren't really making sense or, you know, I don't have the awareness I typically do. Like right now in my adult resource self, I have very keen awareness of what's around me, what's inside me. Um, if that starts to go away, I know I'm not resourced. Um, if I'm just feeling like really overwhelmed by emotion and I basically just feel like word vomiting all over the place and I'm not even really thinking about what I'm about to say, that's a sign to me that I'm um, unresourced. And so constantly throughout conflict, I'm checking in with myself and taking breaks as I need to in order to get resourced. So you can do this through self-regulation, which is what I just described as, you know, taking breaths, leaving the room, maybe just going inward, having a little self-dialogue with yourself. And um, you can also do this in the context of co-regulation. Um, I'm going to do an entire episode on self and co-regulation because it's it's too much to go into today. But if if you are in, let's say, a long-term committed partnership and you two practice co-regulation, which is helping to soothe and calm one another down, you can also use that during conflict. Um, me and my partner use that a lot. One of the things I have him do for me is literally remind me to breathe. For me, when I'm in conflict, I will forget to take deep breaths. And I know it's the most efficient way to have me calm down and get back into my body. So we've already discussed this ahead of time. He knows if I'm feeling like really unresourced that he can just remind me to breathe. So that's a, a sneak peek into car regulation. And again, I'm going to do a whole episode on this because it's to me so fucking powerful. And I think there's kind of a bad rep for co-regulation out there and I want to disprove that rep. So <laughs> tune in for a future episode on co-regulation. Um, but yeah, just a, just a reminder to stay as resourced as you can during conflict and don't be afraid, afraid to ask for a break or just say, hey, I need a couple minutes. I'm going to drop in. I'm kind of losing myself right now. So it's it's my belief that I can actually achieve greater and deeper connection through kind conflict. I think the common belief is like conflict 
leads to disconnection. Conflict is, you know, conflict is associated with mean, hurt feelings, pain, regret, disconnection, separateness, pulling us apart. Um, and I just don't believe that. So I, Nikki Sunshine, am taking the stand right here in episode 14 to rewrite the paradigm on conflict. And my new paradigm for conflict says that I can achieve greater and deeper, more meaningful connection with another through practicing kind conflict. I know this is true because I've experienced it in my own life. And so this is why so much of what I talk about in my work is conflict. Because I think it's a beautiful tool for connection that is often disguised as a weapon of separation. <sighs> yeah. So to kind of close out the episode, I actually made a little list um, before I hopped on here. I just wanted to go through a couple like laser conflict do's and conflict don'ts. Um, I'm going to do my best not to go into them too much because we're already at about 55 minutes. But I wanted to list these because I thought this might be helpful for some of you out there that are like, okay, this episode feels really powerful. I want to rewrite my paradigm on conflict. I want to do conflict differently with those in my life. Like, where do I even start? How do I know? Um, you can kind of listen to this list and think, okay, do's and don'ts. Where do I fall here, right? Am I, am I participating in a lot of the do's? Am I participating in a lot of the don'ts? Um, just kind of give you an idea where you're at. So I'm going to grab a sip of life nectar <laughs> water. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go with the conflict don'ts first because it's a little bit shorter. Conflict don'ts. Threatening to leave the relationship. I didn't really get to talk about this much in the episode. I will briefly touch on it, but threatening to leave the relationship... Y'all, this is one of the greatest threats to the safety of your of your union. Let's say, let's say every time me and my partner get in conflict, I'm threatening to leave the relationship. But I don't really mean it. You know what I mean? When I say threaten, I mean those kind of empty threats like, well, if you don't change, I'm out of here. But in reality, if they didn't change, you wouldn't be out of here. Right? Those empty threats. This is different than a conflict where you're actually at a point of like, I might need to leave this relationship. That is different than what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that repetitive empty threat to leave the relationship. The person who's receiving that threat over time is getting the message that, uh-oh, if I slip up even a little or if we have the littlest rift, I could lose the relationship. So that other person starts to become almost anxious and paranoid with fear of the relationship being lost. And then this dynamic plays out. I've seen it play out for months, years, and it's very painful. One partner has, it's almost like a power dynamic. One partner has this perceived power. They're holding the relationship in their hand because they threaten it all the time. So then this other partner feels powerless and constantly anxious and they're checking their partner's phone and, and where have you been all night? Because they're They've basically convinced themselves so truly that this person wants to leave that there's no trust anymore. And without trust, there's no safety. And so um, threatening to leave with the relationship. Some um, teachers out there say, go as far as to say, if you've threatened to leave your relationship, you might as well just leave. I don't necessarily believe it's that drastic. And if this is you or your partner and you're like, damn, we do that a lot, um, just know that it's compromising your safety greatly. And so if it were me, I would want to start to look at this and figure out why are we both feeling so unsafe? Why are we both threatening all the time? And how can we change this? If it were me, that's what I would do. All right, I'm going to keep going. Conflict don'ts. Blaming the other person. So we talked about owning your own experience. I feel anxious when you come home late versus you make me feel anxious, right? Um... So don't blame the other person. Don't just fall into captive audience. And I just want to say, you guys, I'm referencing a lot of um, words and vocabulary from my Rockstar Communication series, episode eight and nine. So if you haven't heard that, you may want to go listen. This part will make a little bit more sense. Um, captive audience. So if, if, 
if you're in conflict with someone and they are just talking and crying and screaming at you for minutes and minutes and hours and you don't even interrupt or have a word in ed- edgewise, um, it's not a very productive conflict probably. So just be aware of that. Um, conflict don'ts. Name calling. Right? Being mean. <laughs> uh, projecting your hurt and pain onto the other person. So that's what we talked about earlier with Noel, just owning like, oh, by the way, I just want to own that some of this pain is it has nothing to do with you. So that was really cool, right? Because if she hadn't owned that, she would have been technically projecting all this pain from the past onto me and her in this experience. Conflict don'ts. Ignoring it. Ignoring the conflict doesn't usually work, you guys. Um, conflicts don'ts. Brushing it under the rug. Kind of the same as ignoring it. And my final conflict don't is to avoid resolution. So again, that could kind of be that, you know what, what are we doing? We've been fighting for hours. I love you. You love me. This is dumb. Forget it. Let's just hug it out and make it up. Feels good in the moment. But underneath, there's still a conflict that has yet to be resolved. So not resolving. Conflict don't. Now, conflict do's. Say yes to conflict. That's conflict do number one. Just say yes to it. Um, accept the fact that conflict's going to be a part of your experience on this earth as a human being and just say yes when it shows up instead of trying to run away or hide or ignore it. Make agreements. Make agreements around conflict. Use tools. Be vulnerable. Take timeouts. Interrupt. Own your own experience and feelings without justification. Identify the true spot of tension and pain for both people. Like we were talking about earlier, it's not really oftentimes about the fact that you were late and that you didn't answer my call. Most often there's something deeper underneath. So figure out what that is together. Even if that means in the beginning you guys are like, hold on, time out. I can tell we're about to get in it. (laughs) You know, we've been together long enough. I know what this looks like. So can we just get really clear on what we're both fighting for right now? What are we both fighting for? What's the true source of pain? Let's just clarify that. Shit, go write it on a whiteboard and stick it on the wall and have it there so you can both keep going back to that. Listen to understand. Again, this is episode nine. Um, Genuinely listening. This is a conflict, yes. Ownership, conflict, yes. Compassion, conflict, yes. And soothing and calming yourself and other the other. Um, this is the self and co-regulation we talked about. This is a conflict yes or a conflict do. Yeah. So these are my conflicts do's and don'ts. Um, I think I will put this list on. I'm making myself a little note right now. This list on my website. Cool. I'm going to put this conflict do's and don'ts list on my website for y'all and so I will link that in the show description and yeah that's all I have today (laughs) wow give yourself a pat on the back because you just spent one hour listening about conflict (laughs) listening to a talk about conflict Fuck yeah, y'all. This one, um, yeah, it just feels so rich for me and so important. So I'm glad I got to do this episode today. Um, I hope that this has given you skills and tools and resources to feel more confident and graceful going into your next conflict. As always, let me know what you think um, of this episode in particular. I love feedback. And also, if you have not, please join my epic Facebook tribe. That's another great place to reach me, give me feedback about the podcast. Um, And it's also a great place to bring your challenges and get support and um, recognition and validation. It's such a beautiful community. It's called Relationships 101. And so I, as always, will have that link in the show description as well. So come join me there. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think I'm going to start doing weekly check-ins feeling like Monday morning's the time, so probably roughly like Monday morning's 9 a.m. mountain time, but I am I can feel the call to start just doing weekly check-ins where I kind of share, you know, what I've been working with that week because if you know your girl, I'm an inner work, self-growth junkie, and I'm 
always working on something within myself and my relationship. So um, I just think I have a lot to share there. So yeah, weekly check-ins coming to the Relationships 101 group. It's going to be epic. And one final thing I'm going to start doing. Um, I'm going to start doing Ask Nikki Anything episodes. Um, I think it sounds super fun. I've gotten a few requests. So I'm going to actually make that really easy for you on my website. Um, right at the bottom of my homepage, there'll be a little place where you can fill out your name and a question you have or multiple and basically just send those in. And then, I don't know, one of the next five to eight episodes here is going to be an Ask Nikki Anything episode where I will take questions that y'all have submitted and then answer them live here on the podcast. So um, it's going to be awesome. If you have a question or a curiosity or you can even, you know, send me what you're dealing with in your partnership and say, hey, can you help us here? We're stuck. Um, that works. And I will share questions with confidentiality so you don't have to worry about that. Um, but I think it's going to be really cool. So um, head over to my website, relationshipbadass.com. Go to the bottom of the homepage and you'll see a little contact card with an area for you to leave a message. So hurry on over and do that. I can't wait to see y'all's questions. And otherwise, thank you for being here and for showing up and for being such a badass and leader and, you know, just someone who cares enough to try and learn more about themselves and those in their lives. It's hella inspiring. So thank you. I love each of you truly and deeply in my heart, in my soul. <sighs> wow, so much love. As always, badass, I will catch you on the next episode. Until then.